where yeah. there are some things that need to be dealt with before mm-hmm. you have kids. There's some things that need to be dealt with before you have a husband. Absolutely, of course. Right, to the extent possible. There's some things that, that are just for you to deal with in your unattached phase. Because if not, then yes, by the time other people enter the space of your life, if you haven't dealt with certain things, they do and they can create a level of chaos. Hey, this is Eddie. This is Ndebo. And we want to welcome you to Defying Self Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, so for this episode, we wanted to do a Q&A session. But what started as a Q&A process, we got us stuck on like one particular question. And we just felt like this question is so good that we needed to just pay special attention to it. This question is from a friend and a regular listener. And this is the question. It says... You spoke briefly about healing. Can you elaborate from a practical as well as a spiritual perspective? How one can make sure that they don't bring baggage into their parenting? All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So so quick check in. What words in that question are like highlighted for you as you as you read that? Healing. Healing. I, the, I think that's like the, the main theme. Definitely. Right. Definitely. So how does one heal so you don't bring baggage? Right. In this case, it's saying into parenting. Mm-hmm. How does one heal so you don't bring baggage into marriage? Right. Right. How does one heal so that you don't bring baggage into all other relationships? Correct. Correct. But I think healing. Okay. Okay. So then we're mainly going to be focusing on the issue of healing. And I guess we're going to clarify what we mean by that. So... Look, we're going to continue when we're talking about defying self, you know, what we're doing is a couple of things in defying self. We're we're refusing access of history and trauma and things to define us today. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's this pushing away, but also in defying self, we're allowing ourselves to grow. We're allowing ourselves to move forward into new things. So we have to heal, right? Mm -hmm. So defying self uh, in this podcast is definitely a movement in both ways. Like we're pushing away things, but we're also um, talking about key principles that are allowing us to grow in others. And to become new. Because it would be a bit distorted, right, to just focus only on demolishing, right, but never really focus on becoming so I think part of, so that's like a really, that's a key thing, right? That not only to focus on, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, but to emphasize and affirm what you then become and what right. you then do. And that's the healing component, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then um, let's let's lean into this. Uh, well, first, I think it's probably a good palate cleanser to just clarify the fact that you're always going to bring baggage <laughs> into yes. just about every relationship that you yeah. engage. You know, so so the issue and the the goal <laughs> of never bringing in stuff, right, into parenting or never bringing stuff into your marriage or your next relationship. It ain't um, happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've already, like, defeated it's yourself. Like, go, <laughs> go finish, fail. Yeah, failure from scratch. So I think it's like just admit failure. If that if that's the standard that I don't want to bring baggage, admit failure, because unfortunately that is tight. 
with being a human being. Of course. Right. And, you know, I mean, I think this is like stating the obvious that there is no perfection. Right. Of course. Right. So failure is, the, you know, or rather baggage is just part of what you're going to bring. Of course. But however, I think the spirit of the, to stick to the spirit of the question. Mm-hmm. Right. The spirit of the question, though, I think is, is, is that for sure one will bring baggage. But I think where this question was coming from was to say, well, how do I at least lessen the amount of baggage that I do bring in? Correct. Right. So instead of it being Mount Everest of a, a of baggage, maybe it's just a dragon's bird. Sure. <laughs> look, 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 the intention Mountain. is right. The intention is on point because why? Why do I want to bring less stuff into my parenting, you yeah. know, or into my next relationship? The reason is because I want to be able to contribute well. Yeah you know, to that child. Mm-hmm. I want to build them well. Yeah. And I realize and know that that those things have kept me stuck. Yeah. And I know that they can keep me stuck in trying to raise my child as well. Right? So the intention is pure. Yeah. But it's also a thing where it's hey it's like, hey, and 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 this is this is important for us in relationships. The purpose, your role in a relationship isn't to create or to build a perfect you know, um, a replica of yourself and your child or a perfect person in your child. And so I think that's one of the things in parenting and coaching parents that I have to break down immediately is this issue or this idea that I need to produce perfect kids. Yeah. Like that is my goal. And and no, it's not. You're not the one to make them perfect, mm-hmm. right? You do what you do. You create a foundation of safety and stability so they can build on top of and and then they go out and and they get married mm-hmm. and that marriage makes them a little bit more perfect yeah. and then in that marriage they have kids and those kids make them a little bit more perfect and then they have this career with this boss and you know and so you yeah. see this journey and this process of constantly growing is is crucial mm-hmm. as parents we create a good foundation for that for those things to take root and to heal well but yeah, in relationships, it's not our goal to make my kids or to make my wife perfect, yeah. right? Uh, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's kind of like important to release yeah. ourselves right. from that, like, upfront, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not even... So, so going with I want to create perfect kids is this maybe notion that I want to be a perfect parent, Right. And that is like something that we also must divorce. Yes. Because the thing that I actually thought of was this scenario where, you know, you're trying to do your best because you're hoping that maybe unlike yourself, when you're older and the lights come on and all of a sudden you see your parents more clearly, that you're hoping your kids would be like, oh, you know, my mom was just so great and perfect. Right. Um, but I, that's not really, I mean, not to say that your kids can say my mom was great. But I think what it is is that, yeah, you know, you do the best that you can, right? You become a better person so that you can become a better parent. So that in substance, yes, when your kids are older and the lights switch on and they see you, not just from like, oh, I idolize my parents' perspective, that yes, they're able to say, you know, my mother was not perfect or my father was not perfect. However, the substance of who they are, <clears throat> they, they are as, a, as, as people Mm-hmm. It's still just something that is so positive that has contributed to my life. Right. Right. But it's like we have to release ourselves from, let's say, wanting the scorecard to be like clean. Right. You know, when my 30 year old looks at me, it's like, oh my goodness, I have scored, 
you know, full marks on everything. That's right. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if anything, it doesn't need to happen because they have to also learn from us how to deal with imperfections. Yes. Right. So, for example, it's completely okay. And that's something that I've had to also become comfortable with. And to realize that, well, actually, no, it's good that I do make mistakes in the presence of my kids mm-hmm. so that I can begin to teach them that, oh, yeah, so when you make a mistake, this is how you recover from it. Right. So, Mason, did I make you upset? Oh, I'm really sorry. You know, um, mommy lost her temper there. I'm sorry. And it's important for them to see your weaknesses and your imperfections so that as they grow up as people, they have a concept of how one overcomes or continues to improve and to recover from whatever mistakes that they may make. So the question of baggage, again, we just need to release ourselves from ever entering any relationship without a level of baggage. Because I think it's actually even important, even in marriage, in whatever context, is the thing that keeps you humble. Yes. Right. Uh, but I, we, I mean, I absolutely appreciate the intent of the question, though. Yeah, of course. Which is how do you lessen it? Because there is a thing where yeah. there are some things that need to be dealt with before mm-hmm. you have kids. There's some things that need to be dealt with before you have the husband. Absolutely, of course. Right, to the extent possible. There's some things that, that are just for you to deal with in your, you know, unattached phase. Yes. Because if not, then yes, by the time other people enter the space of your life, if you haven't dealt with certain things, they do and they can create a level of chaos. Great. Which is a thing that I think the question is trying to say is like, how do you lessen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's good. We started off with just taking away some key definers. Mm-hmm. Of, of what we should expect. Um, let's go ahead and start talking about, well, how do we define healing? How do we define success and healing, right? Yeah. What does that actually look like? Um, and I was talking to you earlier about this, and I really appreciated your perspective on, <clears throat> on, what, on what success is. is it, again, we already said it's not like the absence of imperfection yeah. right it's not the absence of, of of mistakes and baggage but it's the ability and and this is key it's the ability to be appropriate for the season in life that you're in yeah right it's the ability to say i know right now i need to work on one two issue mind you you have 20 there's 20 <laughs> issues so so the 18 issues and the challenge is how do I hold the 18 issues in yeah. a place where it doesn't cause depression and anxiety yeah. and it doesn't traumatize me because I realize one two issue is what I need to be the parents that I need to be for a four year old right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to work on anger. I need to work on my voice tone. Yeah. I need to work on connecting, you know, and but, you know, behind the scene, I have mother issues I have significant father issues. I have impulse control issues with money. Like, you know, there's this other stuff going on. But the, the, what a mature person to me looks like, what a healed person is the a person that is aware and able to be vulnerable with 18 other issues, but, but understands how to put the weight and the priority on, on my moments today, right now. I'm focusing on issue one and two, and I'm whole and I'm complete and I'm, I'm on point because of it yeah yeah that's very that's very important um because i think that's the thing right where we can put such heavy expectations on ourselves right right the yeah. perfectionists right in us where yeah ideally i want to have all 20 issues all, all 20 weaknesses resolved 
Right. But the thing with healing is that there is a path to mm-hmm. healing. Yes. Right. It's a comrades marathon. It's an mm-hmm. ultra marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. You know, it's not a Usain Bolt, um, you know, in 200 meters, everything mm-hmm. is resolved. It's not that, unfortunately. Right. There's a path to healing. Right. So there almost has to just be a level of grace that we have towards ourselves. Yes. And a discernment, like it is saying, of, okay, there's 20 issues. They're not all going to get resolved today because we will get there eventually. But in this season, what are the key issues that need to be resolved? Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and I think tracking that and discerning that from season to season is just so important. It is. It is. Right. And I think even just by focusing in on those things, it will leave us feeling empowered rather than disempowered. And I think it's very interesting because sometimes by dealing with one issue, you find that other issues end up getting resolved. True. Right. Because you're talking about impulse control. And you also mentioned anger. Yeah. So I almost imagine that somebody who, you know, for a season realized that, man, I have anger issues. And for the sake of my relationships, I need to really zone into this. For me, anger also somehow connects with the whole issue of impulse control. It does. Right. Right. Correct. So by somehow, though, just focusing in on healing and becoming, you know, less angry, um, you know, and it might also be connected to your mother, like you were saying, I like guess yeah. just as an example. Yeah. That's, but somehow by just zoning in, your energy is on, okay, so anger. Firstly, where does it come from? Oh, wow, it was my mom, perhaps. You know, that person disappointed me, etc. All of a sudden, these other issues, you know, get touched in the process. But you were really only focusing on one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, you know, so, and, and ultimately, you're not going to be overwhelmed because, you know, it's not 20. Yeah. It's just one thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's big. That's big. Yeah. Um, if you can hold that well, you're on your way. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, uh, and and just to add one more note on that issue of develop of focusing on one thing, because here's the truth: there's what you're what you're talking about is putting your baggage um, uh, on the route of a journey, mm-hmm. right? It's so 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 often. I think. Um, uh, as humans, we just kind of drift through stuff, right? Yeah. We go through stuff, it hits us hard, and then we drift into the next thing. And now I'm in college, right? And then something hits me hard in college, and then I drift through the next thing. And now I am in the bank and I work as a career. And and the issue is that nothing is put in the context of a journey, right? You never take that trauma from your from 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 being seven years old and experiencing something. And put it on a deliberate journey towards healing, mm-hmm. right? So, so it is absolutely possible to delete things and to get rid of of of, of trauma and hurts, um, uh, and and to master these things. It's possible to let go of baggage, uh, but the key thing first is to put it on a journey because I do want you to understand that trauma is developmental. It's not is not just an event. It's not just an occasion. Mm. You experience a trauma at seven, guess what? When you graduate, that trauma is going to come back up and you're going to have to deal with the version of it. And then you get married mm. and then there's another version of it that you have to deal with. And then you have kids and it comes, so it, 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 it kind of comes back up and you're dealing with it at different developmental stages. But because it's on a journey and because you are able to track the record of how I've been able to evolve and how I've been able to mature because of this one issue, the you'll be buffered and the process of overcoming will clarify you instead of making you stuck. 
Okay. Right? It'll it'll allow you and give you the the steam and the engine to continue to categorize those things appropriately, to heal correctly, and to ensure that you're integrating those experiences in a way that empowers you and not holds you back. So are you explaining the essence of well healing? I mean, I know you're saying trauma, but healing mm-hmm. is like an onion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so when you do begin on the journey to healing, you know, at one point you interact with life um, and you, 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 you're healing, right? And you're confronting and you're dealing with the issue. But at that stage, you find that it's only one layer of the onion that gets peeled off. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing of how do I not enter a relationship with baggage? So fine, you could do some work on your own. So, you know, several layers of the onion get, get peeled off, but then you get married. Yeah. That challenges you, right? And then another layer of the onion of whatever the issue may be, the baggage, you know, gets peeled off and there can be a level of healing that's attained. You have kids, they challenge you further because you think, oh, well, you know, I thought I dealt with, let's say, my father, mother issue. Mm-hmm. But then now you have kids and you realize that, wait, I have dealt with it. But there's another layer that's still lingering, you know, regarding right. maybe the way I see my father right. or my mother. Mm-hmm. And somehow I'm seeing it more clearly now because I have kids. And then now with the kids, it allows you to peel off, mm-hmm. you know, another layer of the onion. And in that way, you know, you can track a progression of healing. Yeah. Um, listen, I wanted to, like, bring everybody into my therapy room for a okay. second. Yep, please do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, like, for real, you listen to this, but this isn't therapy for real. Okay, so don't. Don't like sue me because my uh, therapy <laughs> didn't work on this podcast that you listened to for 25 minutes. Um, uh, but I wanted to just kind of uh, share um, uh, just some key considerations as a therapist. And I'm leading a person through a process of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are there are there's this one thing that I would point to depending on who my client is and depending on how resilient or how stable or how mature they are. Right. Um, I would say it, I'd say it in different ways. Um, so I kind of like lay it out in three different ways, but it's really going back to the same issue uh, at, at, at the end of the day. It's going back to the same issue. So um, so one of the things is that, you know, for healing, for healing, the issue with the issue with um, what healing is, is is actually your ability to grow into tomorrow. Right. The things that are unhealed is essentially things that keep you stuck into yesterday right so one of the important things to turn on to heal is hope mm-hmm. right what what you need to it, so so the thing that keeps us un like broken or, or or full of or having a lot of baggage is is the um memories is the experiences the internal feelings um uh the lack of of closure mm-hmm. right that that we've gone through that keeps us in some way stuck in in a year in the past okay. you know or an experience of the past right so so that's that's kind of like the most basic way to describe what's needed for healing okay, okay? all right let me evolve it a little bit yes, and please. and same statement i'm just going to say it a little bit more to the more mature people um healing is building stronger tomorrow than you did yesterday 
Okay. Right. I think so often in, in therapy, uh, therapists want to go to the past and talk about your relationship with your father and what happened as a kid. There's va- there's there's validity behind going to there because, okay. look, if I can clear up the past for you, then when we start healing, those roots will grow deeper. Right. You won't you won't those roots won't be dried up like the new routines, the new behaviors, your your new responses, like the things that I'm going to have you practice are not going to dry up. Right. Right. Because we've gone in the past. We've fixed the stuff in the past. Now, that's where the value of it going. But really, truly healing comes from building tomorrow stronger than you've built yesterday. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's like the highest level of (laughs) same statement same truth (laughs) everything i'm saying like is applicable but the the high statement of it is is this i mean like point blank and this is how i'm processing my own healing um my my journey isn't to become a better version of me uh but my journey is to become like christ Mm -hmm. like done you know it's not healing for me isn't being a better Eddie that's faster and stronger and and that is smarter. Healing isn't adding functionality and f- adding, you know, more ability to myself. My healing is to kind of check out of the things that make my Eddiness up, mm-hmm. right? And to become the things that, you know, Paul talks about in Philippians, I pursue after the thing that you're pursuing in me, mm-hmm. right? There's this thing that God is looking for in me and I am, my goal is to become that, yeah. Right. It's to become when God goes, when I go to God and say, God, who's Eddie? He's not surprised or shocked by that statement. Yeah. He's actually able to open up his his laptop, pull up a file mm-hmm. called Eddie and open it up and say, boom, Eddie is this. He's this kind of father. He's this kind of husband. He he responds like this under pressure. He does. So it's like I want to scrub the old stuff that came from my father and scrub the old stuff that came from somebody calling me a nerd and a dork and mm. scrub all the stuff that came from my past and and just kind of like delete that and say, hey, I'm going to be what's in his file. Yeah. Like point blank done. Mm-hmm. So that that is mm. the healing. That's yeah. the definition of healing. Mm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like the levels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, some of us are elementary, so <laughs> thank you for catering. Hey, it's true. Some of my us. people is like, hey, listen, all I want you to focus on to heal is to wake up tomorrow. That's it. I want you to wake up and I want you to think about what it's like yeah. to be here, you know? Yeah. I, and it is important to understand the end goal. Yeah. And, you know, we did touch on it that, hey, healing is not you reaching perfection because you won't reach perfection. But I like, you know, the examples that you just gave because it kind of like makes the definition of healing even more concrete. Right. Right. Uh, To become better today than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like you were saying, that it's not it's it's not even me trying to become a better version of myself. You know, I was hurt by my father. Um, Now, I don't know, I'm more secure for example, but it's like, yeah, okay, well, yes, that sounds like healing, but even better than that is, God, who do you say that I am? Because that supersedes even, yeah. you know, the small scraps that I could mm-hmm. like gather for myself and say, oh, you know, I'm such a better person today. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, actually that supersedes that. Yeah. Right. It just creates, again, the image of the tree, you know, with deep roots. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, it's like that version of myself, um, is somebody who is just a lot more stable and a lot more grounded. Yeah. Um, 
because of this new definition, which comes from God, which is unchanging, mm-hmm. which you know supersedes, which so even the trauma that I would have experienced, but was still declared. Yeah. And it was still inscripted and say, well, this is who I, who you are. And I know you're going to walk through these things, but those things are not things that are supposed to keep you stuck. Yeah. Because I say this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's something that's just like very grounding about that. Right. Yes. And I think grounding even to the point where I imagine that, well, being healed means that even when I meet future trauma, because trauma doesn't necessarily end. Right. Because yesterday when you're young, when you're invulnerable, you know, so perhaps, you know, a person might have become sexually abused, you know, you experience like terrible parenting and all of that. So, you know, that's one kind of trauma. But as life happens, you know, trauma could be you have this terrible boss who's very abusive. That could be something that creates an opportunity mm-hmm. for you now to get a new trauma. But I think the thing with healing and healing you know, as defined by, well, this is who God says I am. I feel like there's a level where it ends up buffering you against potential future trauma. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when somebody says, hey, Eddie, you are this, but you check it against who God says you are, you're like, realize that, nah, what you say doesn't stick. Yeah. So it like ends up buffering you. So I, I feel like that's the advantage with healing, that the better tomorrow means that, yes, life is going to happen, trials are going to come, traumas are going to come. But hopefully I'm so built up yeah. in my sense of identity yeah. that when those things come, they just don't have the ability to touch me and to hurt me and to attach themselves to me like they used to when I was a vulnerable, you know, less mature version of myself. Sure. Yeah. Drop mic. Oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> Well, I see like several points on your page there. I, I just talked them all oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, Mic drop. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> all right. So, thank you for joining us for this episode of Defying Self. We really, really welcome your questions. Um, So please keep sending us your feedback, your questions. We love them because they keep us engaged. You know, they give us an opportunity to reflect on things. So we really appreciate it. Um, And hopefully this episode, which was based on one of your questions, is just like a great example of how valuable you are to us as listeners. So thank you so much.